another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. Good evening. You sounded so official, Dustin Lunt. I am your other host, Jake Trowbridge. How are you doing tonight, Jake? Pretty good. Good? Pretty good. I mean, there's no football tonight, so I'm not quite as good as the last time that we recorded, because there was football that night, but I'll get by it. But it's Wednesday evening. Getting to show it out to you before you have to make any start-sit decisions, so that will be good. That's true. And by the time you are listening to this, hopefully there is football on the horizon. Yes, yes, exactly. So tonight, uh, changing up our format a little bit now that we are in season. Yeah, we're in stride. Yes, we've got uh, our first mailbag questions, so very excited about that. Uh, We're going to be doing uh, a couple other new... uh, segments tonight but uh first things first what are we drinking well uh we're drinking something that's uh, a little odd i think in theory but hopefully is super tasty in execution we've got ourselves a sensible work black tea porter this is from the civic exchange society this is right up the road in wanakee wisconsin so excited to try a local one here on this rainy Uh-oh. fucking eve. And this guy over here, you'd think it was his first time pouring a beer. Man, what are you what are you doing? It's all foamy over the top. I think I'm still drunk from the steel yeah. reserve. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do it to you. Um, but a black tea porter, I, I've never heard of anything like this. No, I do never like a tried porter, anything though. like this. How about a bad porter? I've had some bad porters. Yeah, but you don't like those? No, I don't like those. Okay, I just wanted to be firm on where we are here. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say sometimes. Uh, You know, I will say I started pouring this one really slow after I watched your whole debacle. But you seem to have more foam than I did. But no drippage, which is key. Remember that. Remember that, listeners. No drippage. That's what you want. This is a black porter if I've ever seen one. Holy cow. That's as black as night. It, it really is. You can't see a damn thing through it. Nice tan head to it. Stays for quite a while, which is nice. Is it? I think it is. You like the head to stay for a while, don't you? Well, who doesn't? Ah. Let's be honest. Look at us getting into shenanigans here. Uh, the taste is really good, though. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, it's a little roasty. Got some nice roasty character to it, which I like. Yeah, this is all right. I could drink a handful of these. Yeah. I'd imagine. It comes in at 7%, which is... Maybe I shouldn't drink several of them. But not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, I don't really get the black tea flavor. It's like a hidden thing. It's like a hidden flavor. Yeah, I don't... Can't say I really noticed that. Taste harder, Dustin. Taste harder. It's there. I don't know. I'm not getting it. It's there if you believe it's there, Dustin. Oh, I believe it's there. <laughs> Just not in my sensory range, apparently. That's fair. It's honestly a little, like, bitter. And I'm, you know, I'm a little bit more of a green tea type of guy, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When you stroll into the old Starbucks, that's, that's right. what you're rolling up to the counter yes. with? 
Okay. Good to know. All right. Let's get on with it. Let's move along. Although this beer is great, and I'm happy that I get to drink it all. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> so happy for it, too. Um, way to go, Civic Exchange Society. Our mailbag. We doing this? Let's do it. It's time for our listeners to uh, to belly up to the bar with us, so to speak. Yes. And uh, get some chit-chat going. This has been a one-sided conversation for too long. <laughs> We're making this a legitimate thing. So our first mailbag question comes from at Rick T. Joker. And he's asking, this is a PPR format. Should I drop James White for Carlos Hyde? Dustin, do you want to take this? I would not. I would keep James White. Yeah, let's not get carried away with Carlos Hyde. Exactly. He had a decent game. He had one decent game. And and I'll say, if this was a standard setting, then yes, I would probably keep Hyde over James White. Really? But I still don't think I would. But Hyde is going to be the first and second down back there. Yeah, maybe. No, he is. Until Duke shows some more Duke stuff. Duke is not going to take that uh, job over. He's going to be mainly the third down back. So that's why I like James White in this situation is that he is a PPR back. You know he's going to be targeted most games. Four or five targets. He's going to have a few receptions. You know, 30, 40 yards. He, he has a good solid baseline for you. And we all know that the running backs in New England can't stay healthy. Sony's got, you know... Nothing for knees. Rex Burkhead is due for an injury soon. He seems to be injured every year for a handful of games at least. So then James White will be much more involved at that point. Yeah. He's a good flex play. Yeah, I suppose. I'm still not... Uh, but anyways, we're talking PPR. I'm still totally fine with please keep James White. Don't let one game freak you out. Yes. And it wasn't even a bad game. So... Relax on the Carlos Hyde hype. And let's be honest, they're not going to boat race a team every week. So, it's fine. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, second question coming in from at FF underscore Matthew Schlow. Hi, Matthew. He's asking a start sick question. All right. This is also PPR. All right. He wants you to do a lot of decision making. Well, us. But since I'm reading the question, I feel like you have to answer the question first. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on us. So two out of the out of the following seven players. So start two of seven. He really wants you to narrow this down for him. All right. All right. Malcolm Brown, Carlos Hyde, Ronald Jones, Royce Freeman, Mohamed Sanu, Corey Davis, and Albert Wilson. Two out of those seven. Well, it's a lot of options. That is a lot of options. Not a lot of great options, which is probably why he's writing into us here to try and figure this out. I will say the one name that jumps out, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people, is Malcolm Brown because it was very interesting to see what kind of split him and Todd Gurley got last week. I don't think what happened last week is very predictive um, on what will happen going forward necessarily. He got the goal line carries. And I just I don't think that that's going to happen on a consistent basis for him, unless they're trying to save those uh, knees of Gurley, and they say, "Oh, we'll get you out in space. We'll use you in space, nah, but we won't uh, use you near the goal line." I just I don't believe that. All right, if I had to pick my two on here, it would probably be. Ah, oh God, this is gross. Um, you shouldn't have to make these decisions this early in the season. <laughs> 
Yeah, Matthew, we do need to talk about yeah. what your draft was because yes. if you have all seven <laughs> of these players, me thinks you made some interesting choices yes. on draft. Um, but I'm gonna have to say Corey Davis and Mohamed Sanu. Those are my those are my two uh, starts. Corey Goose Egg Davis, yes. you're willing to roll him out I this am. week? I am. Okay. He's not, He's not going to have that happen again. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't think you said that with a lot of confidence necessarily. No, I, I like the matchup actually versus the Colts. Yeah, it's not bad. So I, I do like that matchup. That's why I picked him. And then uh, with Atlanta, they're playing the Eagles. Eagles just gave up a shit ton of yards to Washington of all teams, and the Falcons, you know, on paper are a much better offense. I know they didn't show it last week but again that was against the vikings so uh and sanu actually caught uh quite a number of balls uh this last week so those are my two who i would go with if albert wilson wasn't injured i would say start him but he's questionable with the injury so that's why i'm i'm avoiding him uh i actually took him out of one of my lineups for this week Mm -hmm. because i just don't trust him to stay healthy this week yeah he wasn't at practice wednesday so that's not a good sign that's not treading in the right direction even though he's a he's a nice big play guy, and so out of this kind of group, that's typically what I would look for is well, who has the biggest playability? That's mm-hmm. easily Albert Wilson. Um, I'd be okay starting Malcolm Brown, and in fact, I think in a league that I have Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown, which mm-hmm. is but they're very uh, big lineups. I am going to be starting both just to kind of hedge against it. So I'd be okay starting him as well. But I'm fully on board uh, with Sanu. Less so with Corey Davis, admittedly. But. Well, like I said, it was gross. But <laughs> this is a gross two, question. So I chose to. I don't like what we're starting this season off with in the mailbag. I know. Ugh, makes me feel icky. All right, well, hopefully that helped in some small capacity. Yes. And now we can get on to the juicy bits. The juicy goodens. Yes, let's do it. All right. Talking waiver wire. Yep. Because, look, a lot of things happened this first week. A lot of great things, a lot of surprising great things, mm-hmm. a lot of not-so-great things. Lots of not-so-great things. So what we don't want, overreactions. Mm-hmm. Just like we talked about with the NFL preseason, it's one game. It's basically preseason week five. Yeah, absolutely. Don't freak out. Especially for the offenses. Yeah, absolutely. If your running back wasn't as involved as you expected them to be, if your wide receiver didn't get the touchdowns that you are hoping for... Just chill. Yeah, it's okay. Take it all in. It's okay. Deep breath. Don't rage drop anybody, please. Please don't. Um, But we also want to take you through reasonable expectations on the waiver wire because you're going to see some names that dropped some huge numbers this first week. We want want you to feel confident picking those guys up and uh, hopefully try and weed out the ones that will be a little less consistent. So uh, at quarterback... Who is a solid waiver wire pickup for you this week, Dustin? I'll be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of options out there. Um, but my choice is Andy Dalton. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a decent week this last week. He's going up against the Niners. I know they've got Richard Sherman and you know they got a pretty decent uh, front four. But other than that, their defense isn't anything that scares people. Yeah, this is pretty far removed from the Legion of Boom at this point. Yes. He had, you know, John Ross made him a thing this last week. You know, you've got Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Uh, There's 
there's a lot to work with there. And I think if you are in a pinch, there's a lot worse options than Andy Dalton out there. I agree with that. I don't expect some of the broken coverages that John Ross had. So, um, you know, in terms of those giant plays, I don't know if you should expect quite the same thing, but I think very reasonable Mm -hmm. Um, as a plug and play guy. If, if let's say you had Nick Foles Mm -hmm. and you're worried, I mean, you should have been worried if you had Nick Foles probably to begin with, but true. Um, Who do you got? My quarterback pickup is also not great sounding. It's Case Keenum. And look, week one, there was no way I would have ever advised starting Case Keenum. But he shit happens. Out. And he completed 30 of 44 passes for 380 yards and three touchdowns. Those are numbers I can get behind. Even though um, the second half was a far different story from the first half. I don't know how uh, Washington managed to give up such a substantial lead to the Eagles. They certainly crashed back down to earth a little bit. Um, But in a home matchup against Dallas that actually made Eli Manning look pretty respectable, Mm -hmm. I think you can fire up Keenum this week. All right. So next we will go to running backs. Uh, Why don't you lead us off here with this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco this week. Um, Raheem Mostert, who should now be the number two running back there Mm -hmm. behind Matt Breida. Tevin Coleman is out. um, Looks like at least a few weeks. And look, the Niners backfield is going to produce. So Mm -hmm. if you can get your hands even on the number two option, I don't think that you're going to be... Wanting for points? No. When he actually um, showed out really well last year when he had his opportunity. So I, I actually really like this pick. Yeah. See? Two of us like it. So yeah. go pick him up. God damn it. Who do you have? I've got uh, staying with Cincinnati. And it's... Getting a stack. It is. Uh, Gio Bernard. I, Joe Mixon banged up a little bit. Uh, looks like he's he's on track to play this week. But there is always that possibility that injury could flare up. And then Gio is going to step right into that, that role, especially for if, it, if it's just a partial game. I don't think Gio would be the long-term solution. Sure. It'd be more of a split backfield then at that point. But I think for this, for this week, Gio could give you significant uh, volume. Yeah, and he looked good um, for the brief bit where he had to kind of step up last game mm-hmm. with Mixon out. And he looked like Gio Bernard mm-hmm. always looks. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how flashy. underrated he is. And um, they paid him a five million dollars a year. So if he's, you know, they're going to use him regardless if Mixon is in or not. Yeah, he's going to get used. He'll be catching passes. Yes, there's still no AJ Green. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, John Ross is great, but he's not filling that same kind of void. By any stretch, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they're they're going to need passing options. I I like it. Yeah, I dig it. All right. So talk about about catching options. Wide receivers. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, I mean, pretty poorly, but I did it. No, you did it. It was nice. I made it. All right, you're switching off of the Bengals here. Thank God. I thought you were going to put in Damian Willis, and then it would have been just all Cincinnati. Well, I could have put John Ross in there and just just kept it going, but. I'm proud of you for for (laughs) avoiding it. Now, I'm I'm getting off of my... uh, Avoid Wookie. Wookie. I'm in the. What do you have side. against Chewbacca, you fuck? I think I love him, and that's why it stepped out. 
It was a Freudian thing. All right. Rookie wide receivers. See, it was that W for the wide receivers. Yeah, it was the Wawa. Yeah, so that's what it was. That was a tough Wawa. It was. So, Willie McWowen. Terry McLaurin. He had a great game this last week. Do I think he's going to do that every week? Absolutely not. A bonkers game. But fuck, it's great to see that Case Keenum has a number one wide receiver and has that good chemistry with him. Uh, he had the one long bomb, 70-yarder, I believe. Almost hit on a second one that was equally as long. So but, close. You know. My man Case, Case just, just couldn't get it through. Overthrew him. So I, I like that they already have that connection. I know there was that concern that uh, Case Keenum and him wouldn't, wouldn't have that connection, and we'd have to wait until Dwayne Haskins eventually started to because, you know, they played together in college. Uh, appears that that's not the case. And if Washington is going to be airing it out like they did. And we'll have to. Yes, they will most likely be playing from behind most weeks. So I think you could do a lot worse than uh, Terry McLaurin. I agree. Fire him up. You could also do worse than Deion Kane. I wanted to highlight somebody who's not maybe top of mind. Mm Mm-hmm. For everybody right now, because it's not like he showed out in week one. Um, but Devin Funches is going to IR. So that opens up this nice big hole for a number two receiver in Indy. Now, if Andrew Luck was still a starting quarterback, historically, wide receiver two in Indy is not that great. But with mm-hmm. Brissett there, who seems to be spreading it out just a little bit more, um, I really like him. Deion Kane has been uh, a darling in Indy basically since he was drafted. Obviously missed his rookie season mm-hmm. uh, due to injury, but he's back and he looks good. And again, lots of positive news coming out of camp. They're all know, about him. In preseason, so. And he looked good for the little work that he had. He had two receptions for 35 yards against the Chargers. It's basically between him and Paris Campbell, and I believe that they will lean Deion Kane at least initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm perfectly happy picking him up and... Maybe even tossing him into a flex position if you need. Um, but in general, I would still pick him up and hold him for at least a couple weeks just to see if he can really step up there. Right. And then we will finish off our waiver wire pickups with the tight end position. Those tightest of ends. Why don't you uh, lead us off here? Yeah, look, there's not options at tight end. Um, there's barely options at tight end when you draft for tight end. So This is true. What do you need? You need somebody who can give you maybe a score or two in a given week. For me, that looks like Cameron Bray. Unless he drops. <laughs> hey, now, them. two of them were called back due to offensive penalties, <laughs> not due to any sort of dropsies. Um, and, and if he's going to get targeted that heavily by Jameis, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Oh, it absolutely. looked like he had a preference for Bray over Howard in general. Honestly, ever since he's been playing with O.J. Howard, it just mm-hmm. didn't seem like they have really clicked in the way that uh, Fitzmagic did with Howard. So mm-hmm. he's a little bit of a binky, as we like to call here. And I could see him easily scoring a touchdown this week. And that's really, again, all you can ask for. Yeah. All you, right. you went uh, You went a different route. You went I an did. older route. I did. Um, my selection is Vernon Davis. And the caveat here is... Only if Jordan Reed is out. Sure. 
because uh, if Jordan Reed is in, he's going to get all the targets, and Vernon Davis will be nothing. But Vernon Davis showed out this last week, had the touchdown, had a few receptions, looked pretty good for an old man running around out there. He so always does. He always does. He's he's like the Frank Gore of the tight end position. He's just, Ooh, yeah. He just always is there. He plays. He never gets hurt. He's there when you need him. Just consistent, not flashy. That's right. But gets the job done every time he's in. And he did this last year when Rita's out. Just burning, burning. That's right, man. So now you have a you have kind of an alternate here, just in case Reed just plays. The, yeah, Rita's kind of trending right now. He's been limited in practice, so it's always hard to tell with it, him, especially well, concussions. Exactly, and with it being a seventh, who the hell knows? He could take a step back and regress in his you know treatment. So true. Uh, but if Reed is playing, then my alternate is Tyler Eifert. That's your pivot. And it, again, it's gross to say. Uh, no. I could have I went across the Oh, my the God, you did Cincinnati. try so hard. It's all <laughs> Bengals and skins yeah. this whole way through. Yeah. Um, Yikes. But, yeah, Tyler Eifert. Again, it's the tight end position. There's not much out there. <laughs> he's a, he's, an he's, he's a starting tight end. We've seen him do it in the past. If he's healthy, he's caught a lot of touchdowns, caught a lot of balls. So, again... Just for the upside, you can't do much worse. True. So uh, how about we take just a tiny bit of a break here from what we're uh, talking about. We're going to get into some players that we want to cut bait on here shortly. But before we do that, we had an interesting reach out here. Uh, The folks at BlowTrophy.com sent us this magnificent looking bastard. Uh, we will post a photo on Twitter of this thing, but yes, I will be holding it, pretending that I am our actual league champion because it's the closest you're gonna get well, to any until sort the of end of the year. Yes, yeah, closest whatever. to this point. Let's put it that way. So this thing—it's an inflatable trophy that is about two feet tall yeah, and about a foot wide or so. Uh, maybe I believe wider. It's, I believe it's twenty-four by twenty. It is it's, truly it's, it's huge. magnificent. It's huge. Um, it's, it's just inflatable. Yes, yeah, inflatable. So you can is, you can take it in the pool. Yes, at your victory pool party. That's right. Which I am certainly going to. You don't have, have to worry about getting. To, by the you way. don't have to worry about getting beer on it because it'll wipe off nicely. <laughs> That's you don't have to true. worry about it getting tarnished or anything. That's exactly right. But uh, you can you know go ahead and add all of the victor names mm-hmm. uh, with a nice little sharpie. Or if you want to put your your season record and oh, yeah. put the. Um, you know, all the teams you vanquished on your way to the championship yeah. on there, you could. It does come with a uh, Sharpie with a yeah. marker, so you yeah. can write all over it. You can write Dustin Smells Farts on it if you choose. That's it's, just an option. I'm not saying that you have it to, seems but it's like a available. very specific thing to write on there. Well, it's not specific as you might be applicable for everyone, but... Yeah. We'll uh, see. Let, yeah. let them decide. Oh, that's true. Um, but if you are interested in checking this out, we suggest go over to mm-hmm. blowtrophy.com. Yes. It's not just this. They don't have... Even though this is magnificent oh, and enough. It's, it, it is plenty Believe enough. Believe me. Um, they also have koozies, bumper stickers, uh, game day bags, football cards. They've got plenty of options for mm-hmm. you and your league. Winners, losers, everybody gets some form of blow yes, trophy, I think. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you guys for sending that over to us. And we are going to enjoy the hell out of this thing. Absolutely. Come the end of the season. It's, it's staying in my house where I can pretend, to, like I said, to be champion. Or maybe it's just like a precursor. Like it knows it's going to stay here all 
for the rest of the year. So it's already here. I would love nothing more than if it just deflated at this moment after that statement. Don't you say that. But the thing is, it's too good craftsmanship. Yeah, I wouldn't right. do that. So Exactly. All right. Um, so check out blowtrophy.com. Let's get in to players to cup eight on. Yes, let's do it. So look, these are guys that you just don't have confidence in going forward. You don't even want to hold them to see what happens. You want to kick us off with QB? I, I'm going for Captain Obvious on this one. Yeah, I noticed that. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> for quarterback, it's Nick Foles. I mean, let's be honest. <sighs> you, unless you're playing in a two QB super flex league, there's no reason to hold on to him right Extreme now. Extreme dynasty. Yeah. I mean, dynasty, yeah. He's stacking IR, uh, but... I mean, for a redraft one QB league, there's really no reason to hold on to him. He's going to be out God, for please no. eight weeks at least, it looks like. Uh, I think, you know, when Rodgers had his collarbone, I think he was out eight weeks the last time. Um, yeah, Nick Foles, uh, spoiler alert, is not Aaron Rodgers. No. So not worth holding on to even a little you, bit. You just don't want to clog up your bench. I mean, if you have an IR spot, sure, throw him on there. That's fine. Unless there's... But then you take the, him right back out when somebody else gets injured. Uh, so unless you have one of these other players that got injured, like Tyree Kill or Tevin Coleman, that you'd much rather use that IR spot for, I would recommend that. But otherwise, yeah, just dump him. You can always pick him up later in the season as he's getting closer to coming back. Yes. So who do you have? Um, well, yes, after you took the obvious pick. It gets tough at quarterback because I don't like to get too down on any given quarterbacks mm-hmm. because it, it can change so quickly for them. Um, and in general, there's just not many really terrible quarterbacks where I'm like, oh, I would never start this player. Well, but quarterback is so deep. It is. <laughs> but it's starting to look like I would not want to start Kirk Cousins. And the reason is we're, we have confirmation now from last season what this philosophy was supposed to be for the Vikings which is run, 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 run. That's what they were harping on last season, but it was more words than actions Mm -hmm. because Dalvin Cook was injured for a lot of the season. Well, Cook is back. He's healthy. And uh, Kirk Cousins, not chucking the ball. Eight completions, 10 attempts in total. That's 80%. Less than 100 yards. Less than 100 (laughs) yards. Do you think that has anything to do with the defense being so stifling that the offense didn't have to? No. I think even if you are facing a terrible, or excuse me, a really tough defense, or if you're facing an easy defense, you should be throwing more than 98 yards in a game. That is, you should be throwing more than eight completions in a game, 10 attempts in a game. If they're that stifling, the Vikings defense, that they just don't need to compete you know, by throwing downfield, that's fine. But even the checkdown passes weren't there. Even the screen passes weren't there. It's a weird uh, confirmation. Again, like I think we all thought that this could happen. But I don't know if we really thought it could happen. And it scares me. And I'm not putting him in my lineup certainly next week. I'm fine dropping him until he shows that, hey, I can put up a respectable Mm -hmm. QB2-ish even performance. Well, like we just said, there's so many quarterback options that you can easily pick up a, another quarterback off the waiver wire. I would rather have Gardner Minshew than Kirk Cousins. That's true. The backup to uh, Nick, Foles, Nick Foles, as we yes. discussed, I would much rather put him in my lineup than Kirk Cousins. Okay. Moving on to running backs. Why don't you lead us off with this one? Yeah, this is um, a little bit of a victory lap, I guess, in a way for myself. <laughs> but 
it's Tony Pollard. Um, Zeke's back. And even in his first week where he's supposed to get a pretty light workload. Yeah, that was kind of true. Obviously, he didn't get Zeke feed me numbers. But Tony Pollard's just not going to be a thing unless Zeke goes down with injury or some other type of shenanigan Mm -hmm. on the horizon. Um, But I I have no need or want for Tony Pollard, especially on a short bench league. Um, Even in deeper leagues, if you want to hold just on the basis that Zeke is a knucklehead, feel free. But I'm not holding him. Me either. You're not holding this next fella either. No. Kalen Balazs is my running back here. Oh, where to start? (laughs) Same begins with a K. A. The Miami offense is a dumpster fire. That's putting it politely. It is. Kenyon Drake, you know, he's going to get most of the work because he's obviously the better talent on the team. For all the hype that was surrounding Kalen Balaj, how he was just lighting it up in, in practice, that hasn't translated in the preseason games. It didn't translate last week. He's garbage. Get him off your uh, team. Do you think the reason that they were so in on Kalen Balaj is because Kalen Balaj faced the Miami defense every week in practice? That and they thought, well could be now. Look at this guy go. He's a straight line runner, but it doesn't matter against Miami. That's right. Because they're not stopping anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. A bad back on a bad team in a committee. <laughs> yes. Yikes. Well, it's not much of a committee. True. True. And he's on the low end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to fight you on that. No. Wide receiver. Now, this one's interesting to me. I'm actually very curious about this guy. All right. So I have Demarius Thomas. The big reason why, well, there's two reasons. One, he's coming off his Achilles injury. And two, he's just getting traded to another new team during the season. And granted, it was only after week one, but Mm -hmm. typically wide receivers that get traded in season, it takes them a while to acclimate to the team, learn the playbook, learn the terminology. And I know he's been around lately, I think, uh, I heard on a different podcast, this is his fifth team in the, like the last year. Don't listen to other podcasts. God, uh, ours is the only podcast. I can only listen to myself talk so much, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I just, I know he's he was a stud. He's a veteran. I'm sure he can pick up the playbook. He can, and he'll be involved somewhat, uh, especially with uh, Quincy Inunua, uh out for the year now on IR. Yeah, that was going to be my player to drop but i i just felt bad yeah saying it now but yeah i mean you know he could so, slot and get some targets so he'll probably get some targets i wouldn't expect him to be super involved for you know at least three four weeks but they play new england in week three revenge oh. game oh, yeah, revenge game <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sound as confident about it as i did um my wide receiver after pivoting away from quincy Inunua, I hate to say it, but it's Josh Reynolds, um, redraft specifically. I had uh, reservations about Cooper Cup for for a while about how recovered he really was from his injury, and answered that pretty firmly in the mm-hmm. first game back. He just he looks fine. He yeah. looks like himself. Uh, no hitch in his giddy up, as somebody probably has said once. Um, so yes, it's still nice that he's a handcuff for essentially three top. Receivers in an amazing offense, but until he sees the field, he's just clogging your bench. 
Yep. Unless you have a super, super deep bench for some reason. Sure. But or again, Dynasty, yeah. feel free to hold. Um, but but in standard redraft leagues where your bench is less than, let's say, eight or nine players. Yeah, uh, yeah no. stay away. No, 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 no. Tight ends? Tight ends. Do it. Lead us off. Um, well, we know who the Oakland tight end is, and it is not Foster Moreau. Yes. If anybody wondered that, was still questioning after John Gruden's uh, big speech in Hard Knocks where he said, my offense runs through tight ends. He really just meant Darren Waller. Um, Foster Moreau, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Pass. <laughs> hey, he is a rookie. I mean, so you can't really say we were expecting a ton. No. You just thought with, but, with Antonio Brown gone, with right. not a lot of established pass catchers there, maybe they would use a lot of two well, tight ends. Waller is essentially, well, he's he's a converted wide receiver. So you know he's got the chops to catch the ball, run routes. Yeah, they've got to throw it to someone other than Tyrell Williams on the team. So it's going to be him. So I agree with this 100%. Oh, yours is going to feel so painful coming out. It is. That's what she said. <laughs> that is what she said. Uh, you know what, though? I'm not afraid to admit okay. when it's time to cut bait on a player. Yeah. I have Eric Ebron. Uh, it, yeah? Yeah. It's just not happening? It's just not happening. What's the issue? Let's see. We have Andrew Luck is gone. IR. Retired. Gone. <laughs> just not around. Sure. So, Jacoby, as you said, spreading around. Jack Doyle's healthy. And that's how he made his money last year was that Jack Doyle was injured and they had no one else essentially in the red zone to throw the ball to. And I just, and I also, I just don't know that the Indianapolis offense is going to be as explosive as it was last year with Jacoby could be proven wrong. Remains to be seen. It was just week one, but my confidence is shaken a little bit on that. So I'm not a big believer in Eric Ebron, especially since he relied on the touchdowns last year. Would you hold Jack Doyle if you had him? I would probably hold him. I wouldn't feel good about it, Both though. Doyle and Ebron had just one reception against the Chargers. Um, neither had a touchdown. It's Doyle had just two targets, mm-hmm. so it's not as if he was being peppered right. either. I would want to know, I, can you tell me who was on the field for more plays? No, I don't have all that pulled up. Okay. That's I was sad. just questioning. Well, you start asking me questions like that. I want, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to be able to make an answer. Ebron had three targets to Doyle's two. Both had a catch. Um, Ebron did get targeted in the end zone once at least, which is something. It is, but until we see one or the other kind of step forward, I would just maybe stay away from both. Unless you're desperate at tight end. Yeah. Now, with Funches out, does this open anything up? I don't think so. Not really. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think so. Okay. You're not so. I'm off. So you heard it. Pick up Deion Kane, folks. That's right. Pick up Deion Kane. That's right. All right. Uh, (laughs) Here's my favorite part. Of our show. Yes. We did this a lot last year when the show was still just for our home league. Um, and, and it remains my favorite. It's the best. It's, it's our my favorite as well. Shit show of the week. The shit show of the week. So who was somebody that we had high hopes for 
came in and just took a, a dump on our hearts. That's right. Put a took a dump in our hat and then put it back on our head. Ugh, and it just took, feels took gross. a dump in our shoes and then put our shoe. You get the idea. Yes, a lot of dumps. So who was your shit show of the week, Dustin? Jameis Winston. Enough said. No! <laughs> Enough said. Uh, he was awful this last week. There's no two ways around it. He had multiple interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> he was constantly under pressure. Yep. Or he had three interceptions. And two fumbles. Don't forget about those and fumbles. And two fumbles. Um, in our redraft league, because I actually own him as my starting quarterback, he got me a negative 1.3 points. <laughs> uh, only threw for 194 yards. Uh. He just, he was not good. And... It just broke my heart. Broke my heart. He shit all over it. He threw a lot. He threw the ball a lot. Not to the right team. No, <laughs> no. But he threw it. Uh, that was really unfortunate. I it have in my, in my in our dynasty league, as as you know. Uh, but listeners, I started him with so much confidence. So did I. Ugh. What a disaster! Again, we don't want to overreact because it's just one week. Of course, but. Not good. He's on a very short leash for me as far as being my starting quarterback mm-hmm. at this point. So we'll do just you, monitor. Do you fire him up this week with any sort of confidence? I don't know. It's, it's one of my biggest uh, start-sit decisions for the week. Is, Shit decision? That yeah. was that was a Freudian <laughs> slip, and I think uh, deservedly so. So, yes, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Who was your shit show of the week? This one one is also very painful and personal. He was a drinking buddy. Yeah. This fucking guy was a drinking buddy, and he broke a bottle over my face and stabbed me the taint with it. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman, what did did I do to you? That's all I want to know. Eight rushing attempts for 19 yards. He had the old fumble ruski. Three receptions on four targets. Once he fumbled, his day was basically over. Yep. Ido Smith came they in. Said, and you're on the bench. Ido, get in here. It's not that Ido lit the world on fire by any means, but it was very concerning to see him out there mm-hmm. for so many snaps. Yeah, I actually thought maybe that Freeman got injured or something because there was nothing said that you know we saw as we were watching the game of why Freeman was out. And then we learned the fumble, and it's like, oh, maybe he's being punished a little bit, which right. turns out he was. Yeah, <laughs> well, in that game, which got away from them very quickly, True. and the narrative was sort of, well, it got away from them, so they had to abandon the run, so that's why they took Freeman off, which I fully don't believe, because Freeman is just as good of a pass catcher, if mm-hmm. not even a better pass catcher than a pure runner, I think. So it was definitely, uh, you fucked up. Come sit down, so Yes. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. But I would hypothetically be okay starting him against Philadelphia this week. Yes. You know, again, you, you messed up. He can still come back. I, this doesn't change my, my overall it's projection like for goes. him on the season. You start your studs. Except when you don't. Well, to be fair, I did not start him this week one. in the season. You still play matchups, though. You do, to a point. And, and if... if the biggest matchup for me is him against himself. Will you will you 
get over this fucking hump, or are you going to have the yips all year? I tend to believe that it's he'll the He'll get over it. Yes, he'll get over it. So, with that dirty business out of the way. And you can't, you can't hope that the coaching staff is that fickle all year, too, that right. after one fumble, a guy that's been an all-pro just to take him out like that. And who's been talked up repeatedly right. by the coaching staff all off-season. Exactly. That would be fickle. Extra fickle. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got that out of the way. Let's yep. talk positives. So yes. good matchups for this yes. week. What is the best matchup at each, each position? As you said, you sure, maybe start your studs, mm-hmm. but also pay right. attention to those matchups. Absolutely. they're important. So you're going to kick us off with QB? Yes, I have Carson Wentz against Atlanta. This yeah. has the makings. It could be a shootout. Uh, their offense really caught fire in the second half last week. He's got a ton of weapons. I'd fire him up. He is he is going to be awesome all year long for you. But I especially like this matchup. Because like I said, it should be a shootout. So Yeah, again, this will be a resurrection game mm-hmm. for Atlanta a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they'll get back on their feet mm-hmm. overall. Look, as much as I hate to say it, because I don't like to give the Vikings any compliments at all, uh, they're, they're a great defense. Mm-hmm. So it's... Not all that surprising what happens. I mean, it's a little bit surprising how, how badly they Well, because you expected down, Atlanta's offense to do what have, they does. When you have Julio Jones yes. out in the field, you expect bigger well, things. Julio, but, Ridley, Hooper, Devonta Freeman, Sanu. I mean, there's a plethora of weapons there. Very true. You know who else has weapons? Who's that? Tom Brady. He may not. He may or may not have one new weapon on the field. But as we saw this last week, it doesn't matter if Antonio Brown's there or not. Mm -hmm. If all of the accusations are correct, then just get out. Right. Just be done. Uh, Granted, we have to see how all of that plays out, obviously. Mm -hmm. But from a fantasy perspective, it's Tom Brady against Miami. Now, Miami. Do you think that they get out to such a lead early that... They just run the ball a lot. Sure, but Tom Brady will probably already have thrown for like five touchdowns by then. Okay. Look, if Lamar Jackson can torch them as a pure passer without running, I have, I think we've both been kind of on the anti-Tom Brady mm-hmm. train a little bit where he's probably going downhill. It's not going to be this week against Miami. Probably not. This is a, just one of those cases of, okay, which quarterback is playing Miami this week? Put him in. Right. Done. Okay. Who's your running back? Running back, I'm going with Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis against the Colts this week feels really good. It's not that um, I don't have confidence in Derrick Henry. He certainly shut me up last week with his performance. I mean, he did, you know catch for 75 yards after all mm-hmm. granted it was all on one long screenplay but but he did um Deion lewis should be a little bit more involved this week than he was last week against the colts um colts did not look fantastic against running backs last week it was a little bit tough sledding for them mm-hmm. i think this this could be a situation where they might need to throw it out, though, a little bit if the Colts can get T.Y. and company going. 
and I expect Deion Lewis to be more involved in the passing game. So I'm good with him for a kind of low-grade flex play this week. All right. Well, I have Duke Johnson Duke. versus Jacksonville. But he's just a three-down or a third-down back. This is true. So last week, and the caveat is this is against the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> but they gave up. 491 total yards and 378 pass yards. And if you also think back to Monday evening, the Texans are able to put up points on a whim if they need to. They've got lots of weapons. We know Duke Johnson's going to become more and more involved. He was traded late in the preseason, so he's still getting acclimated to the offense. Him and Deshaun Watson still have to build that chemistry. I think this is the week where it could take a step forward, and I, I I just really like this matchup. I dig it. I dig it. All right, wide receiver for you. This, again, feels a little bit obvious to me. It is. It's a little bit of a cheat, but I'll allow it. Well, it's not cheating. You just asked what the best <laughs> matchups were, and to be fair... There is a reasonable first, expectation so. <laughs> that it would not be a stud, Dustin. Come on. All right. Let's do it. Oh, so I have you on record saying that Sammy Watkins is a stud. <laughs> I, I, I hate how this happened. <laughs> if, if you'd like me to. I really trapped myself here. <laughs> so, maybe. <laughs> All right, get on with it. All right, so, like you said, it is a little obvious. Tyreek Hill is out, mm-hmm. so he is the de facto number one. He looks healthy for the first time in about five years, which I know it's hard to believe he's been in the league that long. But he looked, finally looks healthy. He looked explosive last week. Apparently, they forgot that he was on the field and they had to um, cover him. And again, it's Oakland. Like, Look, it's, I just, it's the first game. They had a tough... You know, defense, it's like, what do I do? Am I, am I supposed to actually be covering the guy, or am I supposed right. to be tying my shoe at this moment? It's tough. There's a lot of hard decisions to make. There is. But, again, as the de facto number one in that very high-powered offense, you don't get a better uh, matchup than this. Oh, really? Really. Amari Cooper begs to differ. Amari Cooper gets to go up against the same Washington defense mm-hmm. that just let Deshaun Jackson... Go off for eight receptions, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, make no mistake, Amari is still the primary deep threat in Dallas. Michael Gallup looks fantastic, though. Not taking anything away from Gallup. I could easily slot Gallup right into this Mm -hmm. uh, spot here. I would have no problem with that. Um, Amari looked like he was back. Um... The injury was concerning. Week one, I, I had zero confidence in Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but he made me look quite the fool. And I, I have no reason that he can't and won't trade punches with maybe a Terry McLaurin um, if Washington's able to get up to any sort of lead. Mm-hmm. If not, the first two drives, it'll probably just be like 80-yard bombs to Amari. <laughs> two touchdowns, 160 yards, done. See you later. I do like the matchup. 
And I do like the way this Dallas offense looked in week one uh, with their new offensive coordinator. You know, they're really not quite such a vanilla offense as they were last year. True. Um, so I, I hope for fantasy football's sake that you are right and Amari Cooper does well because I'm tired of seeing this boom bust out of him. I want him just to be a great, consistent wide receiver. How many games is it going to take for you to admit that Amari Cooper is no longer a boom bust? All How many season. would it have to be? I got to see it all season. Oh, you oh you need 1,600-yard games? Is That's that what right. you need? Okay. That's right. All right. Good. With, with a touchdown every game. <laughs> I hope he gives you 17. I hope so, too. I, I really do. I, I'm not a hater. I just, I'm just not a believer. Well. <laughs> There's a difference. All right. So back, back into this tight end shenanigans. <laughs> yes. And I tried to go a little bit left to center. Again, I didn't, I didn't want to be too obvious. But, but also, it's really hard. It is. It's really hard. So my my, um, my choice for this week is Tommy Sweeney, a name you might not even know. Um, he's going against the Giants this week. The Giants looked real bad mm-hmm. last week. They are um, who we thought they were. Against Jason Witten and Blake Jarwin, who, again, Jason Witten, don't let even the modest production that he got in week one fool you i still refuse to believe that that guy is is an asset uh especially for fantasy but tommy sweeney kind of was a surprising play i Mm -hmm. thought of all the tight ends in buffalo that are kind of question marks it might be dawson knox another rookie tight end Mm -hmm. um but it looks like tommy sweeney is kind of the guy he was third um in buffalo in yardage not saying a ton. It was basically John Brown and then everybody else. But mm-hmm. um, he does look to have a little bit of a connection with uh, with Josh Allen, who was struggling quite a bit. So he could be a safety valve. I think um, I think he's an okay play if you have to. I love him actually for DFS as like a contrarian play this mm-hmm. week. Um, obviously, if you have even close to a stud tight end in your lineup. I'm not taking him out. I'm starting your Vance McDonald's. I'm starting your Zach Ertz's. Starting basically everybody that is a name for the most part, but he's an interesting guy to keep uh, in mind, especially (laughs) if you're in two tight end leagues. Exactly. All right, and then I will finish off our best matchups here with Mr. Mark Andrews Andrews going against the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm expecting this game just based off of what we saw from Arizona in the second half last week and then what we saw from Baltimore the entire game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a boat race. There's going to be points flying all over the board. Arizona gave up 385 yards passing last week to Matt Stafford and that Detroit offense. Say that part again. To Matt Stafford. Who last year I believe was was on a per game basis of like thirty four yards. <laughs> I think you're close. We'll have to fact check that one, but I think yeah. you're close. Yeah. Uh, he Mark Andrews had a great week this last week. I know I have him on my team. I'm a big fan. Humble brag. A hum- humble brag. Totally. He had eight receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. And he had eight receptions off of eight targets. 100 percent catch rate. 
he yeah, that's nice. He showed well last year. Kind of a late preseason hot pick, you know, to take that next step forward. Who could be the next Kittlesque type tight end? I think he showed last week what he's capable of doing. Do I think you're going to get 110 yards out of him every single week? No. Only Kelsey will do that for you. Um, but, again, I love this matchup against the Cardinals. It's just going to be a shootout. They're going to have to keep up. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So start him with no hesitations. Speaking of no hesitations, we're going to get bold. We're going to take the bull by the horns. Yes. And we're going to make it predict things. Is that what I'm understanding this segment is? Mm-hmm. It's bold predictions. So we're going to make one bold prediction a piece for this week. Yep. Now here's something that I didn't bring up ahead of time. Suppose that our bold predictions come true. Do you think maybe there could be a beer bet on the line for these? There could be. Now here's, here's the deal. The beer bet would only enact if one of our predictions came true. The other person would then have to obviously absorb the beer bet. But here's here's the this is why I brought it up just now is because these two currently here are actually bold. But where it can get dicey is moving forward trying to hedge against it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. What do you think? Why not? Done. Why not? Rock it in. Let's be bold. Let's do it. Bam 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 bam. All right. Bold. So who is your bold prediction? Little rookie by the name of AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver for the Titans went off for a hundred yards exactly, exactly to the uh, digits, and he gets to play Indianapolis this week. I'm psyched. Corey Davis, I'm sorry, Dustin, is mm, like a fringe wide receiver five at this point. Oh, <laughs> I think they found their guy. I think they found their guy that they want to lead this offense. I think he will be the number one wide receiving option. And I think he has another 100-yard game in him. All right. I'm going for it. All right. So my bold prediction is, and this I feel is so bold. but Spicy it's, Doritos bold? Yes. It's the Flamas. Doritos, Flamas. I'm sorry, what? Yes, Flamas. It's what? a thing. Purple bag, <laughs> check it out. Kids I love them. The kids is. love them. Okay. Skewing Young with this. Jameis Winston is a top five QB this week. Gross. We all heard what you just said like 20 minutes ago at this point. I know. Negative points on the week (laughs) for our scoring settings. But, and I know the matchup isn't great. It's against Carolina. Good defense. I think they turn it around this week. It's a Thursday night game. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. I I think they turn it around, and I think he's going to ball out. All right. I mean, Godspeed. I I, I know. <laughs> it's going to have to be quite a turnaround. It is. It is. I know, going. but you, you wanted bold, so I'm bringing bold. Perfect. I love it. I love it. I don't think either of us are going to have to drink a beer next week for this, but I hope that we're both wrong and we both have to drink a beer. I don't know. It's getting late. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. We made it through. End of our show sheet. So the podcast is pretty much done. That's right. Any last words here before we uh, 
sign off. I'm just so happy football's here. <laughs> I know. It makes me so happy we're just not supposing anymore. We're just in it. Yes. We're just in it's it. It's not about projections. It's about what's actually <laughs> happening. Have to do things. Yes. As always, check us out on Twitter at Drinking Fantasy. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. Uh, Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, If you're on iTunes, give us a rate and review. Uh, We do appreciate that. It helps people find us better. Uh, Spread the word about us. And uh, until next time, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.